Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. And today we have a very special guest, a friend of mine for quite some time. You might know her as the first daughter, but she's doing so much more than being a first daughter. And, Patty, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, and we have a lot more to talk about. Welcome, Patty. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Uh, there I am. Uh, okay. I didn't know if, you, if we got cut off. I was getting nervous. No, I said something, and then you didn't hear me, and then I heard a little crackle, and, and then you heard me. Oh, uh, well, what did you say? I said thank you. Uh. <laughs> well, Patty, I want to really congratulate you on all of the magnificent press that you're getting. You decided to um, appear in more magazine, who you have contributed to before. Yes. And it really kind of shook up the world. You have, you know, a Joe Behar interview that ended up being the number one viewed video on CNN. That's pretty amazing. I know I was ahead of the end of the world. <laughs> I mean, well, thank it's God not for that. That you can move ahead of the apocalypse. I think I'm going to put that on my resume. Yeah, I think you should say that you were either the new rapture. I was more important than the rapture, which didn't happen. Well, you know, but they say that the rapture is coming now in October. I you know. know, on my birthday. Well, we'll see about that. I think that you're going to outbeat the bad rapture again. (laughs) No, but listen, I really want to congratulate you. Let's talk about how this happened. It was very organic. Um, You know, I know that you've been working out and you had discussions with your kickbox instructor, but you tell the story. Well, I mean, it was something, I guess, that there was sort of an evolution to it because in the 16 years since I did Playboy when I was 42, um, occasionally a friend would say something to me about, you know, that I'm stronger and more muscular and kind of in better shape even than than in my 40s. And um, But then it was when I was in a kickboxing workout and my instructor said the same thing, that I really started thinking about it. And, you know, I'm I'm like everybody else. I read all the gloomy forecasts about aging and and um, that things are going to fall apart. And um, uh, I have the same trepidations that everybody else does. 
and I thought, you know, I'd like to read something where where and see something where someone in their 50s, someone you know, my age now shows me that that doesn't have to be. I would find that really inspirational. So I thought, well, I should do it. And I always thought about doing more doing it for more magazine because it's just a natural fit. I've written for them before. Their their whole focus and demographic is 40 and over, women 40 and over. And uh it was just, it was a perfect fit for them, and I also thought that in writing about the fact that I'm I am in many ways in better shape now at 58 than I was at, at 42, it also would give me a chance to write about why I did Playboy at 42 because no one ever gave me a chance to to explain why I did it. It was just sort of looked at as oh another rebellious gesture on my part, and it was it was not really at all. So for those two reasons, I thought this is this would be a good thing to do, and I was comfortable enough in my body to say, you know, let's let's do another nude photograph, knowing that it wouldn't be quite as revealing as Playboy because more magazine is not Playboy. Um, so that's kind of how it that's how it came about. Uh, well, I, it was organic, and the pictures are absolutely. Magnificent and beautiful. I know that every time a person, um, you know, does a photo shoot, particularly a nude photo shoot, there's always trepidation and concern. And how are these pictures going to turn out, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was funny because I, I didn't have any nervousness pitching the piece and talking about it, and I didn't really have any nervousness that day. Because, you know, when you're doing it that day, I, I have to say, uh, well, my only two experiences were Playboy and more um but in both instances everybody there is very professional so it's you kind of forget that you're naked i mean you know that you are but everybody's really professional and you're looking at it you know in terms of how is this photograph going to going to look and um you know i saw i saw the photographs that day on the computer screen and uh his computer screen and um uh, you know, I thought I I was happy with them. Uh, I didn't know which one they were going to pick. But then, in the time between doing the photo shoot and when the magazine came out, and you know, it's their policy that they don't show you the the picture that they're going to use. You don't see it until I couldn't see it until they sent me the magazine. Somewhere in that time, I started to get nervous. I don't know why. It just I just started spinning out on what if I don't look good? And what I got nervous about was my my legs, my legs and my butt, you know, it was like the, the areas of the body parts that most women are nervous about. And I was thinking, well, I know my legs are more muscular and my legs look better, but what if they don't in the photograph? And what, you know, I, I started getting so nervous about that. And then That's I got so the funny. magazine, they FedExed it to me and I got it and I opened it and I went, where are my legs? What was the my legs? Where my legs? That's so funny. Well, they didn't show much at all, did they? And I know, but I'm glad they did it the way they did it because I think if even though I was positioned in a way that you know nothing, no strategic body parts were were revealed. I think if it had been a full body, um, it it couldn't have been picked up as many places as as it was. I mean, it kind of went everywhere on the web, and I th- I think this was much more demure and tasteful the way they did it. I think they really did a they really did a nice job. Really beautiful, really beautiful, beautiful job. Um, you know, it's uh, I, I you know I just am in awe at how gorgeous you look at 58 years old, and 
It just gives, it's very, very empowering to women who are feeling that they're past 50, you know, they're going through different phases in life, they're mm-hmm. trying to redefine themselves, um, you know, it's, you know, when you get past 50 and I'm on the other side too, it, you know, you start thinking about, wow, I'm not young anymore, you know, you get all of these things going through your head, but yet there you are demonstrating how you could look, you know, a thousand times better than so many 20 and 30 year olds that we see out there. Um, and, you know, Life can be ageless. You don't have to be defined chronologically. You can be defined by how you look and how you feel and how you take care of yourself. And that's That's true. A very empowering message for people. That's true. And I mean, I think it is empowering. But you know, I think also, uh, look, we are we are aging. Even if we do take care of ourselves, I do have the same, as I said before, the same nervousness that everybody else does. But um, I I do think that. You know, good diet is also part of that sort of just basic healthy living. But working out is the key, I think, to um, to everything. Having said that, I mean, our, our bodies are still going to age, not as you know horribly as if as if we weren't working out. But you know, I, I try to be very honest in that article and and say, look, I mean, there are things that aren't the same. I mean, the texture of my skin isn't the same. I'm I, I said in the piece, I'm very upset with my elbows. let's talk about you've discovered during the shoot organically some products that you found to be very very helpful Um, well what was funny was when this the the photograph and excerpts from the article ran in huffington post um i i always told myself i'm not going to read the comments that are posted but i end up reading them and um the only really sort of negative ones were people saying, oh, this had to be airbrushed because nobody at 58 has skin like that. And I thought, well, it's not airbrushed. And yes, I did. And the only thing that they they used on my skin at the, on my body at the photo shoot was Burt's Bees Radiance Body Lotion. So, you know, that's, uh, that's it. There was no body makeup. There was no airbrushing. There was no Photoshopping. It was Burt's Bees Radiance Lotion. Yeah, you know, that Photoshopping thing always annoyed me. It's those people that don't really know what they're talking about. And it happened in the Playboy days, too. Everybody said, oh, it was touched. It was uh-huh. retouched. It was airbrushed. And, of course, everybody looks beautiful. And, honestly, it's really not. I think a good photographer might use great lighting. Great lighting, uh, you know, great lighting just makes everything look more crisp and pristine and all of that kind of stuff. So those myths are really not true. And listen, people, she really looks like that, okay? Well, I think, I think that people assume that because we've seen how much Photoshopping goes on in a lot of women's magazines and on covers and stuff like that, you know. So it does go on, but it's really obvious when it does, um, and uh, especially in a, in a lot of, um, co- I mean, Moore does not Photoshop. I mean, Christy Turlington is on the front of, of, of this issue of Moore magazine, and she looks like Christy Turlington, but we've all seen other women's magazines where a celebrity is on there, and, you know, we walk by it at the newsstand, we don't even know who it is, she looks so different. No, no, exactly right, and um, you kind of say, oh, my God, that was Katy Perry? Really? Yeah. 
I know. No, it's really, really true. I, you know, it's. But we know that it's all you because I've seen you in person, and you really, really do look incredible. And um, yes, certain products definitely help. Um, and I just want to end, end this segment, and then we have three more segments, Patty. So no worries. Okay. By saying that, you know, we all need a little help, and that there are products that can be very, very helpful. Whether mm-hmm. it's you know, what is it, Burt's? Burt's Bees. Burt's Bees, but it was a certain kind of radiance cream. The radiance body lotion. Radiance body lotion. Um, there's products for our hair that yeah. makes it look young and stuff, you know, definitely. Yeah. You know, there's products for our eyes, and there's nothing wrong with using a little product. There's products for every demographic. I mean, teenagers like wearing a certain kind of makeup, and you know, we get a little help from our friends, and that's okay. But I want to summarize this particular segment by saying nothing is better for a person of any age than to allocate a good amount of time to working out. Because whether you're, you're in your teens or your 20s or your 30s, 40s, or even as a child, and you know that we have an obesity, child obesity problem in this country, yeah. um, you know, working out physical you know, physical activity is probably one of the most important undervalued, um, you know, things that we have to do in life to keep healthy. And, um, you know, I think Michelle Obama has a good thing going when she talks about wanting to fight obesity in children. I mean, it's all related. Well, listen, we're going to end this segment right now. Okay. We will have more with Patty Davis right after this commercial break. Do not go away. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. 
Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're talking to Patty Davis. And Patty decided to appear in a feature in More Magazine, and it's getting talked about a lot. And when I say a lot, I just don't mean like, you know, Twitter comments alone. I mean that it ended up in the Daily Beast, and it ended up, and Patty ended up on Joy Behar's show, and that ended up being the number one viewed video on CNN.com. So we have we have a whole big thing going on here, Patty, don't we? <laughs> well, you know, I think that as we were talking about in the first segment, look, we're all in this aging thing together. So no matter how old someone is. Even someone in their 20s is looking ahead to, you know, what what's it going to be like for me when I'm when I'm older? And I think that anybody who can who can say, look, you know what? If you just if you just um, make working out and you make exercise a priority, things don't have to be that bad. But you have to do the work. I mean, you have to you know you have to allot time in the, in the day to do that. There's not a there's not a pill that you can take, and there's not a um, there's not a shortcut to it. No, there's not. And I have to really personally thank you, Patty, because um, and I really really mean this because you've changed my life. Because back in the Playboy days, um, I was pretty unhealthy, and that's really one of the reasons why you know I was so happy to reconnect with you to thank you for really influencing me and you know your rap does not go unheard because in the playboy days um i was a very stressed out single mom you knew me back then and really didn't have any time to do anything except for commuting back and forth to work and traveling an awful lot and then being a mommy Uh and um i really didn't eat well because i constantly fed myself with comfort food Um, to alleviate the stress. And, you know, working out, it's like, sorry, there's no time. And my wake-up call really was that, you know what, I was better off if I really made the time, and now I'm really transformed. And I always thought about you and always started to thank you because my doctor said to me that my body looks like it should have looked now, uh-huh. When I was, thir- you know, when I was 35, and my 35-year-old body 
really looked like I was a candidate for a heart attack. And I always thought about you, Patty, because oh, you were always you. so inspirational. And if you could influence me, think about how many other people you can influence. Right, but you weren't overweight, though. I mean, that's... No, you know, I wasn't. I, I was never... I don't have a body that would look over... Well, I actually was 30 pounds overweight, but because oh. I'm 5'10", uh, I'm yeah. able to hide yeah. it well. And yeah. um, so, yes, I really was, even though I managed to hide it. What, right. You know, there was no muscular structure whatsoever, um, and my heart was not healthy. It uh-huh. really was not healthy. And um, so, you know, that myth that just because you're not overweight, you know, you could look okay in clothing, but that doesn't mean you're healthy if you're not exercising your heart. Right. And also, you know, I think that that's that an important point to to make is that someone can someone can look thin but still be sort of it's like being fat thin you know so if someone is thin but has no muscle um or very little muscle then their the ratio of body fat to to muscle mass is uh, off is skewed more toward toward body fat and so the same sort of health issues are are going to arise you know, and particularly women, you know, as they as they get older, you know, bone density, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, all of all of these um, uh, health crises that affect people in this country. I mean, we're we're a very unhealthy country. You know, adult onset diabetes is is sort of rampant, and you know, heart disease and people with cholesterol. All you have to do is listen to the commercials on television for all the cholesterol medications, and I just, I find it alternately amusing and annoying, you know, because I think instead of taking these pills, why don't you go for a run or just walk or move, you know, do something? Oh, exactly. Well, you you know, you point to it. It's the myths of trying to take diet pills or trying to learn the newest diet or looking at, you know, direct TV and, you know, responding to those direct response ads with, you know, the, the newest shaker thing or whatever it is, uh-huh. it uh-huh. doesn't work, okay? You can't right. sit and shake a rattle and think that you're going to lose weight. I have news right. for you people, okay? Um, right. There's a systematic approach to fitness, and it involves, you know, dedication and time to you know, at least an hour of cardio a day, if you can, and strength and resistance training, um, which takes hard work. This is There's no easy answers, and it really cracks me up when you see these advertisements, lose weight in four days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can happen, and it, it just doesn't work that way. Um, but also, you know, I think the another important point is is people thinking only about body weight. I mean, I don't have a... a bathroom scale um but i do but i know that I, I i know roughly you know what i weigh and i weigh more than people think i weigh because muscle weighs more than fat so you know i think any woman who is well man too but we're mainly talking about women here um you know who's going to start working out try to get fit and and build up her, her musculature throw away your your scale in the bathroom because the more muscle you build up, you're going to weigh more, but you're going to be healthier. You're going to have less body fat. You're going to have more muscle. Just look at you know look at your body in the mirror and and look at how your clothes fit, and forget what the scale says. Exactly. Well, let's get you know anybody that is training, they're going to learn the difference between 
you know, muscle to body fat ratios. And, you know, so it's not as simple as a scale. I mean, if you are a member of a gym, they probably have, you know, the the tests that could actually, you know, demonstrate for you, you know. Your body fat percentage, yeah. And um, that's really what it's all about. Muscle is heavier Mm -hmm. than that, but it's also a lot healthier. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, absolutely. And and you know, the more the more muscle you have, you actually burn more calories just living because it takes more calories for your for your body to to just exist. No, that's you know, it. so it I mean, I used to battle, you know, even when I started working out and started uh, you know, getting healthy um back in the Jane Fonda workout days. Um, I still battled like 10 pounds that would come on up, you know, but the more muscle I got, and that really didn't start until I started lifting weights, it just doesn't happen. You know, I just, I, my, my, my body weight doesn't fluctuate like that because it, my body's just more efficient. Well, of course, and it becomes a machine, and it's it's just miraculous, and you look so great. And I think that you are the perfect spokesperson for, you know, keeping a healthy body and defying the myths of aging. And, you know, God, if I were the chief marketing officer for any of the large gym chains, you would be my girl. <laughs> And you would be in every advertisement because you really break through the clutter. Who wants to see a stock photo of a nobody 20-something that there's no relation to it whatsoever? Um, You you really appeal to the audience that really can keep their youth and really can keep healthy. And, you know, listen, if any of the big gym chains happen to pick this up because – they're doing a Google search for people who are, you know, really doing great, you know, uh, you know, in the post baby boomer boomer phase. <laughs> I mean, you should be it, and there's just no question oh, about it. You. No question about it. Thank you. So, um, um, but you know what? I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's the other point too. You know. Yeah, but they're not. So that's why you should be the spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, that's you know that that is the point. I don't. I don't have. Like I said on Joy Behar, I don't have uh, tiger blood and Donna's <laughs> DNA or whatever that was. A very that funny was, you know? statement, by the way. What? That was a very funny statement. Oh, but yeah, so for me it would be like Aphrodite DNA, right? Um, I don't have, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not different than anybody else. You know, I just, I just set that time aside, um, you know, to work out and. You know, and the other thing also, when I when I first started working out, and I think, you know, even when I did Playboy, um, I, I also didn't have the, uh, the, the knowledge that your muscles do need to recuperate sometimes. So I had the idea that, that um, you know, more was more when sometimes once in a while less is, is more. So in other words, I was kind of overdoing it at the time. You know, when I lived in New York, I would run around the entire perimeter of Central Park. I think that's about six and a half miles, if I remember correctly. And then go to the gym and lift weights. And I wondered why my legs weren't as muscular as I wanted them to be. Because I was doing too much. You know, your muscles can break down by doing too much also. That's very true. People don't understand that rest is a very important part of the exercise regime. I mean, there's 
there's cardio, there's resistance, there's nutrition, and then there's rest. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why rest is in there, and there's a reason why when we're training for our ACE certification that rest is emphasized too because you can overwork a muscle and you can injure yourself. Yeah, and you then, can injure yourself, but also your muscle will start almost, you know, not building up, almost kind of devouring itself in a, in a way that's a bit of a dramatic way of putting it, but it's not going to build up because you, you haven't given you haven't given the cells a chance to to um, sort of stay there and strengthen. You know, you just keep breaking them down. No, but it took me a while to learn that. No, absolutely. Um, because, you know, it's like anything else in life. It's about balance. And I think, the, you know, the one good thing about getting older, hopefully, is that we learn balance and, and we learn um, that we learn to not overdo things and to not go to extremes. That was a very hard lesson for me to learn. Yeah, no, I'm sure that it was. Well, we're coming to the end of this segment, so we have another minute. I always told you I would give you the warning. But, um, <laughs> no, that's exactly right. And I'm so glad that you know we're able to discuss the simple things that people should think about in order to look and feel great. So mm-hmm. for those of you that are tuning in now, please go back to the beginning of the show because not only do we have a spectacular interview with Patty Davis about her recent appearance in Moore Magazine and all of the press that it got, but sort of the keys as to how to look like Patty because <laughs> she <laughs> looks great and that everybody could really look great no matter how old they are. And um, it just takes a little bit of work and attention. So don't go away. Please stand by, and right after this commercial break, we will be back with Patty Davis. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
bullies enrage us. In tough economic times, we are motivated by fear, and this causes people to mistreat others. It doesn't just happen to school kids. You'll find it in the workplace, school, and over the Internet. Oftentimes, people feel that they have nobody to turn to or no legal recourse. Don't be enraged. Engage. Tune in to Bullies on Blast with your host, Aunt Delta Dawn. We'll expose bullies and strive to save the lives of those who are being bullied. Listen Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Patty Davis, and we're talking about more and a lot more. And for those of you who are just tuning in now, Patty, at 58 years old, has a beautiful pictorial in the most recent edition of Moore Magazine, but it's not only just that. It's all of the media discussions that are going on about it and applauding her, Joy Behar, um, and the video that has the most views on CNN.com and the Daily Beast, and Moore became more. And um, that's because Patty is so relevant and interesting to talk about. Patty, are you doing more writing? Yes, that's all I do. I am um, I'm finishing up what I think will be the final draft of a novel um, so that my agent can send it around to publishers. And um, I've just finished a screenplay about a fictional first daughter, I had written it as a TV pilot, but then I decided I wanted to expand it and into a two-hour script, so I'm talking to some people about that. Um, and, you know, I'm always, I'm always doing magazine pieces. I, lo- I love doing magazine pieces. You, um, always, like... you always were a phenomenal writer. And Thank you. And we're published so many times, and, you know, for people who might want to be sort of Google nerds, you could see that, you know, you cover so many different subjects. Um, yeah, I do. And, uh, but that's, that's what I love about doing um, magazines, you know, is you get an opportunity to do that. And um, I, think, I think one of the best things that I ever did as a writer was starting to do journalistic pieces. And, um, uh, you know, for a while, newspapers would allow freelancers to write. They don't really do that anymore. But, um you know, I wrote for the LA Times and Washington Post and even the New York Times a couple of times in the op-ed section and also in, um, in their magazine. Um, and it's, it's such a great training ground um, for, for any writer because you have to bring something in at a word count. You have to get to the point. Um, you have to be succinct. And especially for me, I, I tended to be way too flowery and fall in love with adjectives and adverbs way too much and it really taught me you know to be to be lean and to choose my words carefully and uh, it's just it's a really really good um instructive way to to improve your craft and to become a better writer 
Right. And I, well, a, a great writer should always evolve. Stephen King has said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I hope that I'm always learning. I hope I am, that I'm always uh, getting better. But I remember years and years ago reading an interview with Tom Wolfe, and he said that one of the things he really needed when he was a, a writer starting out was an editor with a sharp scalpel. <laughs> and um, I thought, wow, for Tom Wolfe to say that, because I think sometimes we think of these towering figures in literature and, and these great great writers as just having fallen out of the womb knowing how to write. But it's there are certainly people who are very gifted, and, and Tom Wolfe is, is one of them. But he had he had to learn... Too. He had to learn, apparently, to whittle down his, his writing. And so I, I really appreciated reading that from someone like him. I want to ask you a question in this technology age. When you and I would hang out together, you know, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I remember you would always take a pad with you. Whether we were flying yeah. to go somewhere, you would always have the pad. So do you still use the pad or do you run around with a pod? Um, uh, neither actually Um, you know when I first started working on computer and I was a little bit later than uh, other people um, I clung to my typewriter for a while Um, when I first started working on computer I, I did the same thing that I used to do when I worked on a typewriter I would write on a yellow pad and and then I would type it up and it took me on the, on computer. Um, it took me a while actually to start writing straight onto the computer. And now it's really I, I always have a, a piece of paper and a notepad or something like that in my purse because if an idea comes to me or a line or something, I always want to be able to write it down. But I now I don't I don't write longhand anymore. And the the interesting thing I think somebody else commented on this. I don't think I'm the first person to comment on it, but I've noticed when I do write something longhand that my penmanship is not as good as it used to be. Uh, you're out of practice. <laughs> right, and I, I think that that's true. I think that's true for all of us because we're so used to keyboards now that we just, we literally don't, I used to have this beautiful penmanship, and it's not that it's terrible now, but I've noticed if I, if I you know, write a handwritten note or something like that, um, that it's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that the world is forgetting the art of scribe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wonder how much of an emphasis is put on penmanship in classrooms today. Because, yeah. I that, you know, when we were in elementary school, you know, we actually had penmanship classes. Remember? I know, and I was really, I was always very proud of my, of my penmanship, you know. It was sort of perfectly slanted and uh, and all of that you know it was something that i took great pride in and and uh i've definitely seen a deterioration in that having said that it's also much more time efficient to be able to write straight onto the uh onto the keyboard you know and not have those two phases and i and i think about it sometimes now and i think oh my god how did i do that? i mean i remember in my first couple of books that i wrote in in cutting and pasting, you know, getting all those typewritten pages and then another draft literally meant cut not only white out, but literally cutting pages if you wanted to move sections and stuff, literally 
cutting and pasting. Yeah. <laughs> Gluing yeah, them, true. taping them to another page and stuff. And then you'd have this, this manuscript with these flaps and these things cut off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, it's different times right now. It's, um, it's really, really interesting. I remember when the... In between computers, there was the electric typewriters. Remember those? They weren't really Oh, yeah, that's what I hung on to that for a long time. Even when I lived in Manhattan, um, I, I still had my electric typewriter, and the only place I could ever find the cartridges was this, this tiny little store way up on Columbus Avenue with this elderly couple who ran it. <laughs> the bastions of, of, of the old store. technology. And it was her desk. Was it was fascinating? I wish I'd taken a picture of it. Her desk was piled with so many papers. I thought, how does this woman ever find anything? And these people would bring in these old typewriters, and they they would fix your typewriter, and they had typewriter cartridges. But I think they were the only place in Manhattan that. <laughs> that no, that is you well. You know, I, now it's probably a museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's probably it's, a Starbucks. It, yeah, it's probably a Starbucks for sure, but. Um, yeah, well, you know, do you use, do you use an iPad or? I don't, but I, uh, cause I, um, cause I haven't gotten one yet. Oh, okay. But, well, um, you know, it's a fun, the tablets are fun toys. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I would say about it as a writer, it would be probably important for you to get the keyboard extension. Oh, okay. Because it's really, it, you know, it's hard to touch those characters and, you know, have fluidity to your writing because somehow or another what you touch sometimes isn't exactly accurate with what comes up on the screen. Right. So it's kind of funny. So they sell these, like, you know, keyboard attachments. Uh-huh. And by the time you have the keyboard attachments, you might as well just have a laptop. And so <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, yes, I don't, ha- I don't have a laptop. I think you'd like it, though. I think that, you know, one day... You know, you should treat yourself or have somebody get it for your birthday or something, you know, because I think that you would have a lot of fun with it. It's a, it's a really great way in a toy-like fashion to discover everything that's available to you in the world of technology very, mm-hmm. very quickly and incorporate it into your, you know, daily writing rituals. I mean, you know, these blogging yeah. sites are incredible, like Tumblr and you know, all of that stuff where you could add cartoons and, you know, I, it, it's just everybody could be a graphic design writer. Everybody could be a magazine publisher. It's really kind of incredible. I definitely need tech support. Well, I, 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 we, we have to just kind of will to the universe that somebody drops an iPad 2 in your front door and, um, you know, then we could have an iPad 2 afternoon <laughs> and just play together with it all day because it really... It, there's not one app that doesn't exist. Have your imagination, think about it, and the app is there. And it's right. just, you know, it's just incredible. Well, we're coming to the end of this segment. We have one more segment. You probably said to yourself, oh, gee, how are we going to talk for an hour? But I think you kind of knew <laughs> that I would manage to keep Oh, it's never a problem. Yeah, it's never a problem at all. And in the next segment, I want you to think about anything that you want to wrap up with, anything you want to say, um, you know, having to do with your life today, anything that, you know, might be, you know, I know that there's auctions in your life, and I don't know if they're over or... Oh, yeah, no, that's, no, that's not, that's over, that's gone. 
Oh, okay. Bye-bye. All right. Well, I left it for the last segment for that reason. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, on to the next thing. Stand by. Don't go away for the last segment with Patty Davis. And we're having a terrific time. If you're just tuning in now, it's time to go back and listen to this really fun show. Don't go away. I am an American Idol. I got synthetic Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your teams. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back, and sadly, in our last segment with Patty Davis, and you're talking to the woman that is probably one of the top of the news items this week. How does that feel, Patty? She just got reconnected. Oh, uh, I, I'm so sorry. I hit a button, I think. I don't know if it was me. Uh, nah, it's okay. I was just I, what I was saying was is that you know how does it feel to be one of the top news items of the week? Yes, after after. <laughs> <laughs> Who just hit the wrong button on her phone? I was holding it so carefully, and I went, "Oh my god!" Well, you're human. <laughs> I guess so. Yes. Um. Well, I don't know if it's a top uh, news story. There are other top news story, but news stories, but um. You know, no, I, I really appreciate um, uh, that that this more piece got got picked up, not just um, you know for my own sake, but because I I do think it opens a, a dialogue about about aging, about health, about working out, and you know it's it's something that's um, really 
important to me. I think it really saved my life, as I wrote about in this in this article. You know, I came from really serious drug addiction starting when I was 15 years old, diet pills, speed, secondarily cocaine. And so if I can um, get healthy and get strong coming from that, anybody can. No, I, I, and I think that's always very empowering. I mean, you know, for people who know your story, um, you've been through a while, uh, really a lot, and you know how to abuse a body, but you know how to repair it. I mean, it's, you know, you've been through quite the journey. Well, look, I mean, I was, I was literally told by, by a doctor when I was in my 20s that if I kept on doing what I was doing, meaning drugs, um, that I wouldn't even live to 30. And, uh, you know, I heard it, but it kind of my reaction, I think, was so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that was different than, no, I'll be okay. It was like, so. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I didn't really care, you know. And um, because I was an addict. And um, I didn't, you know, the future or long term or something just didn't matter to me. It was getting high right then. And, um, but spiritually, I believed and still believe that we were all put here for a reason. And at some point, I looked at how I was living my life and what I was doing to my body, which is a, a gift from God. We were, we were given this body to live inside of. And I, and I looked at what I was doing and I thought, okay, if, if I was put here for a reason, this cannot possibly be it. You know, God didn't put me here to to just get high and die before I'm 30 by my own hand, sort of, you know. Well, um, I, I think that's very spiritual and a great realization. We're given a house. <laughs> We're given a house. This is the house that we live in. And, you know, just like you wouldn't trash your own house. Well, I guess some people would. Some but, people would. You know, <laughs> you, know you you got to treat what you were given with respect, whether you're spiritual or religious or just practical. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, you know, look, I mean, vanity is is certainly an, an aspect here. You know, I'm, I'm proud of, of what I've done. But uh, there are a lot of other layers to it, too. And, um, you know, I, I'm proof that that the human body is really very remarkable because uh, I certainly had ravaged my body with drugs and and I built it back up. Um, I mean, I you know I my well you said yourself about your heart rate and you know your your heart's a muscle. It can be a strong muscle. It can be a weak muscle. And uh, you know you can restore your body. After, you know, so for anybody who's going, well, I mean, I can't do that because, you know, I have this disease or I have this ailment or, or whatever. Um, yeah, you can. You can modify. You can always modify. Yeah, no matter what can. the ailment and, is, there's exercise and there's modification, so it's mm-hmm. no excuse. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I think our bodies are designed to be healthy. So, um, you know, I've I heard of people... Um, who start to really care about their health and and take a look at their diet and change their diet and start working out and ailments that they had they don't have anymore because you you know the body goes oh good okay now I can do what I'm supposed to do uh, your body's always trying to heal itself your body's always trying to um, 
to recover. Well, but, you know, in, when you study anatomy, you get to see how, you know, how the calcium and how the proteins and how the chemical breakdown is really made to repair. It is. And it, it's, and it's constantly, constantly replenishing if you treat it right. You have to help it replenish. Right. You have to understand um, and, what you know, you're doing. And, you know, you have to learn. I mean, I'm always, like, reading stuff, and I'm always, I, I think of this as a, um, as a learning process. Um, and, you know, even for, we were talking about balance before, um, you know, we, you read things about, about women and, and calcium, and, and I think that's something that, that women, a lot of women, think, well, if I take more, you know, more calcium is going to be better. More calcium is not better. You can get heart damage from too much calcium. You can get, um, you know, calcium deposits where you don't want them in your joints and things like that. It's, it's not a good thing to do. So when you start reading about that and then you go, you read about how magnesium actually is, um, we don't, most of us have, get enough magnesium and you start to learn about what foods have calcium in it, then you stop popping, you know, 2,000 milligrams of calcium in pills every day because that's not good for you. You need, you need a certain amount, but more is not better. More can be dangerous. Right. No, that's exactly right. And, the, you know, if you are exercising on a regular basis, it's the best way to regulate. You know, if you are taking too much calcium, for example, if you are exercising, mm-hmm. it actually can, it, re- it self-regulates. Yeah. Uh, and it breaks down and it, you know, the stuff that you don't need gets released. And it's, again, it's kind of cliche, but the body really is an amazing machine. It's an amazing machine. If it you is. treat it right. It absolutely is. And yeah. machines need tuning. <laughs> So well, like I said, I mean, you have to make it a you have to make it a priority, and um, you know, I don't I don't work out four hours a day. It's not about that. It's about using your time efficiently. And and again, it's something that I've learned over the years is that I can make you know forty five minutes of working out uh, matter a lot more than than I used to with two hours or more. Well, it's consistency, too. I mean, even mm-hmm. if you could do a half hour a day, as long as you're doing a half hour a day, it's consistency is the key. You can't do it, you know, four days in a week and then stop for four months and expect there to be effects. Right, exactly. So, you know, it's, um, well, listen, Patty, this has been a really, really interesting show. I think Thank that you. the Burt's Bees products would be, you know, really, really, really lucky if they had you endorsing their product. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. Um, in fact, I think... I'm anyone, ready. If you put this lotion on, people will think you're airbrushed. Uh, yeah. Walking around yeah, the street, exactly. people will go, she's airbrushed. I mean, you know, <laughs> you are really fantastic. You're the real deal. Wish you all luck with all of your endeavors and your writings and your new novels and your constant periodical and magazine rantings and writings and... <laughs> You know, you're a terrific person, Patty, and um, if you haven't heard the show from the beginning, I think that you should go back and listen because you're going to learn a lot. So, um, Patty, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me, And you can come on again anytime. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you so much.
And um, you know I will be talking to you really soon. Absolutely. Hey, be safe, everybody, this weekend, holiday weekend. Be careful out there. Take care. Be good. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American Idol. I got synthetic disowned. I kill my mother to get out on your TV screen. I am a death row psychic.